going? No, man, you got the right classroom. Come on in, take a seat beside me, my friend. Hey, look, here come T.A. Charlie. Let's see what he got to say. It's Friday! And we're fully donated. Morning, you're watching well, the Rose of Concord. We could always well, use more donuts. that's true. Okay. With Professor Joel Bakanovic. Who's Home he? Homeroom is on Rumble. You just go to Rumble and you search the channels for the Road to Concord. It's one word. When you find it, you go ahead and you click follow. Might mean you got to set up an account, but it's fast, it's easy, it's free. I did it. You can do it. For those technologically challenged members of the class, you can also catch us on Facebook, Twitch, Twitter. I still call it Twitter. I know it's called X, but uh, you can't change me. And even YouTube today. Marianne, we're on YouTube. <laughs> uh, let's see um anyway then you can catch the podcast after the show it's uploaded to podbean iHeartRadio, and spotify and eventually to bit shoot just look for the road to concord you can go to the blog page that's roadtoconcord.com that's where you'll find all your show notes study notes and handouts for the class finally you can email a professor at joe at the road He's a little slow right now he, he's still thinking on some of them i think but he'll eventually get around to emailing you back Phones are on today, but only for registered numbers. If you wish to call in and are a regular classmate, you may request phone access through an email, and I'll think about it. If you find our classes helpful, please click thumbs up, like, and share, and subscribe, and all those wonderful things um, so that it helps us out. And also, you know, share it with those you think might benefit from it, but warn them. Joe is an acquired taste, especially when he's been donated. This show is listener-sponsored, meaning we do not solicit business advertising, so we're not limited in the content we provide. Solicitation? That's actually one of the stories we have today. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> With that said, we ask for your participation on a value-for-value value basis. If you find our show of value to you, then you provide an equivalent portion of your labor and treasure through the donut link. Donuts! Yeah, sometimes they call it donate, but it's more fun to call it donut. On the Road to Concord blog page, the show description on Rumble, and in the comments on the other streams. So, donuts. Donuts are in the studio. Yes. Yes, we have donuts. Donuts. Duncan. I love donuts. Yeah, we have we have Dunkin' Donuts, but we're, we don't have drunken donuts today. Just no. Dunkin' Donuts. No, no. Put the tequila in the house, and we'll really have fun. Oh boy! Oh boy. That, the, the tequila. Yeah, that that would be that. I, I don't know that we could go live on a show like that. No, not with me. <laughs> Our AI thinks that whenever we have a donut day, it's a dumpster fire day. We're gonna have to do something about that AI. It's getting all uppity. Yeah, it's about time to reboot her and maybe even update her programming and yeah. do an update. I wish you would. <laughs> no you don't because well, I won't. brogan maintenance I, there yeah, chief yeah, brogan maintenance i won't go into that on, on, on alive maybe, maybe we'll have just did y'all not sense the sarcasm dripping just then sarcasm what's sarcasm our ai is learning I, sarcasm i thought she was just a furry cat and just being a cat as cats normally do don't we have a show to do Yes, we do. All right, let's get to it. <laughs> Sometimes the AI keeps us on track there, Charlie. I remembered his name today. <laughs> and I'm on donuts. All right, it's Fallacy Friday. We're going to talk about fallacies, about logic, reasoning. 
and we're going to do a little practical application today. Um, I found some stories for you that we're going to go through. If you're a political junkie, you're going to love today. We've got Donald Trump bashing. We have Joe Biden bashing Donald Trump supporters. And we have Jeffrey Epstein stuff and a couple of admissions by the left. So this will be fun. But what we're going to do first is a quick little down and dirty lesson on logic or applied logic. When you run across a news article, how do you know whether you're dealing with something that's roughly a news article, an editorial, or a piece of propaganda? I'm serious about this now, folks. You know, donuts aside, do you have any idea how to determine which is which? Hmm? One of the easiest and quickest things to do here is does the article appeal to your emotions or to your reasoning? Is it asking you to feel or to think? And now if it's asking you to feel, you probably have either an editorial or a piece of propaganda, most likely a piece of propaganda. An editorial can be a, it can be a little bit of both. An editorial is when you're expressing an opinion. Um, propaganda is going to push you in a direction that's not necessarily even an opinion of the person writing it. It's going to push you in the direction that the quote unquote, the proverbial powers that be want you to go. And it will almost always appeal to emotion. Propaganda doesn't want you to think, but now here's one of the things you have to understand about propaganda. People think propaganda is a lie. No, no. Propaganda is seldom a lie. It's actually truth and reasoning from a certain perspective. Now, that perspective may be the what you would think of as the lie. But propaganda is usually going to be true to whatever worldview it's coming from. So, but the problem is it's almost always a dictatorial or a controlling worldview. They don't want you to think. So in old times, when we actually had reporters, they would give you the who, what, where, when, why, and how, and they'd let you decide everything for yourself. And they'd try to give you as many different sides of the story as they could. We don't see too much of that anymore these days. Now, an editorial might give you two sides of a story, but they'll at least, an editorial will at least usually ask you to think a little bit, might ask you to feel and think, but an editorial is usually stating a position or an opinion of the writer and asking you to be sympathetic to that writer's opinion. A news article is just going to give you the facts and leave you to figure it out. And so a news article is going to ask you to think. A piece of propaganda is just going to tell you what to do, whether directly or indirectly, and it's going to appeal to your emotions. Now, what we have to understand is that the, the, the thing with a lie, a lot of people think propaganda is a lie. Eh, be careful with that. A lie is a deliberate falsehood, a, a statement of falsehood. Propaganda, like I said, is not necessarily a lie. Usually isn't, not from the perspective it's being argued from. So, you know, the Nazis, when they were doing their propaganda, it wasn't a lie from the perspective of the Nazi party. That's the world they wanted to create. So everything that they said about their world, it was true. From that perspective, you know, this is the Obi-Wan Kenobi thing. It's true from a certain point of view. The problem is the point of view that the, the, the fascists were espousing is, is contrary to natural law. Doesn't work. 
But what you have here is that that propaganda and lies are both forms of deception. Deception leads to mis it's misdirection, misunderstanding, confusion. So all forms of deception, that's the father of lies and confusion. That's that's the dragon, Satan. So the other thing you have to understand is propaganda is not necessarily bad. I mean, if we want to get technical about this, the Declaration of Independence is propaganda. It, it, if you want to get technical about propaganda, it, it's it's statement of truth from that perspective. I mean, technically, you could say your Bible is propaganda. It's truth according to the perspective of Yahweh, God. But seeing how he's the source of all truth, you know, it's, you know. So definitions are important to you. You got to keep track of that. But what's going to decide whether or not a piece of propaganda is good or bad? That's going to be what's its purpose. So if we have propaganda to support the founding of this nation, if you're going to be told good stories like in Washington chopping down the cherry tree in order to get you to be a virtuous and moral person and not tell a lie and all these other good things, from the perspective of that society that created that story, nothing wrong with it because it was teaching uh, universal moral imperatives according to that society's um, value system. And today, we teach that the Founding Fathers are racists. Well, that's a lie. They, they weren't all racists. So when you paint with that broad brush, it's not only fallacious, it's, it, that's actually a lie. But when you teach that in order to get people to not like this country anymore, that's not that's propaganda there. This this is one of these things where your definitions can be kind of fuzzy and they overlap with each other. So what are we looking for? You know, how do we know that this this story contains things that I, I can trust or that I should be looking for? If you're looking at an actual, either a good editorial or maybe an actual piece of real journalism, if you've mistakenly found one, you're going to find certain components about an informative article. If you've got an article that's asking you to think, not feel, think, this is an article probably worthy of your time. You may end up disagreeing with it, but it's not going to be a total waste of your time. If the article is asking you to just feel, it's probably a waste of time. If you want to live a purpose self-directed life. So what am I looking for in an article? First of all, there's going to be a statement in the article. And usually by statement, I don't mean I'm going to tell you the facts and just the facts and that's the truth. I don't mean that type of statement. Um, I mean like a scientific statement because a good persuasive article, a, a factual persuasive you know, article asking you to think is a lot like science. And they'll start with a statement that might actually very well be in a question form. You know, is this country still a constitutional, uh, a constitutional republic? Well, I could say this country is no longer a constitutional republic. Well, that would be my conclusion of that article. But if I want to do this to get you to think, I'd start with a question. Then I'd give you the definitions in play, remind you of them, just to make sure that we all understand that we're using the same language. Then I'm going to give you supporting evidence. To say that, you know, my, my statement is, are we still a constitutional republic? Give you the definition of a constitution and a republic. And then I'm going to give you evidence. Evidence for or against. And maybe there's both. 
then I'm going to do the math. I'm going to evaluate that evidence against the definitions, then draw my conclusion. If I'm not finding any of these things in whatever article I'm reading, uh, chances are I'm not dealing with an article that wants me to think. I'm dealing with an article that's trying to tell me what to think, not how or ask me to do it for myself. So that's what we're going to look at today. We're going to look at a few articles that I've pulled up. They're not necessarily random. <laughs> I pulled them down on purpose from many different sources. Some of them I haven't fully read yet. I skimmed through them, but I haven't fully read through them yet. So we're going to go ahead and we're going to look at a few of them. It'll be start and go type of reading. I'll stop and I'll analyze it as we go through it. I'm going to show you what I'm looking for when I read these type of things. And you can evaluate for yourself whether or not you like the way I go through them. And it, whether you agree or disagree with me, hopefully this will be a class in practical application that will help you learn how to stop and actually evaluate some of this stuff you're reading rather than to just knee-jerk reaction and uh, react through emotions. So this first one I found for us, this came off of uh, Microsoft. Uh, it's um, when I'm on, what the heck is that? Um, Microsoft's uh, Edge. Edge, yeah. This came from the Edge newsfeed. Thank you, Charlie. And it's an article from Thy Black Man, which is a web uh, blog page, apparently, but it's got its own staff, I guess. And the article's written, says a story by staff. It's one day ago. The title is Black Americans, Asian Americans, Mexican Americans, and White Americans, the Trump cult spell. Okay. Right away. That's loaded language. The Trump cult spell. There's an assumption in the title already. You've assumed that Trump has a cult and that he's a cult leader. You haven't proven the case yet. This could have been made a little better by saying, is there a Trump cult spell? They didn't do that. I also know that I'm dealing with a site that calls itself Thy Black Man. Okay. I, I, I'm just going to, that's that's a questionable title to begin with for me, especially in our day and age. But I'm not going to make a value judgment on this yet. I'm going to notice this. I'm going to hold that in my mind, but I'm not going to make a value judgment on that. I'm going to notice that the title is, it's loaded language, which is, you know, already fallacious. It's loaded language. That's the fallacy. It says, you like him or you don't. You trust him or you don't. You believe him or you don't. You praise him or you don't. Donald J. Trump, the biggest cult leading con artist of our time. That's loaded language. It's at this point in time, it's not only loaded language, it's a form of an insult would make would would that's ad hominem against the man. And it's also, you know, emotional language, loaded language. It's also assuming facts not in evidence yet. So that's an unsupported assumption or assertion in this case. And then he goes on and says, but there is more to this man than meets the eye, much more. So the author says, when people will neither look at the facts nor the evidence, there is a problem. I agree with that. That I agree. That that's a fact. You know, I agree with that statement. He says, when people seem to be so inundated with a political candidate that truth does not matter anymore, there's a bigger problem. Okay, well, I agree with that too, but we need to define truth. This is when a candidate can deceive so many so easily so often, there's a huge problem. You haven't proven yet that this man's deceived anybody. You should be dealing in questions at this point, prepositions. Is he deceiving? 
see, we're not doing that yet. This is assume this is the fallacy of of assuming the antecedent. This person has started off. Whoever's writing this has started off as though the the audience agrees with them already that this man is a deceiver. So I'm already got my little antennas up on this article. I said there's a problem with the guys guy or gal writing this. I have a problem with this already. It says you can vote for who you want to, but none of these things are normal, not at all. So in this article, we're going down the rabbit hole. Are you? For me, from where I'm at already, I don't think you're going to go down a rabbit hole at all. I think you're going to give me a piece of propaganda. I'm still going to try. I've trained myself. Keep an open mind. I want to listen to your argument. But let's see what we have here. I am not a Democrat. Whoa, stop. Thy black man is the source of this article. 90% of all blacks in the United States vote Democrat. This is an anti-Trump piece. So unless I am dealing with an anti-Trump Republican, very unlikely, I wonder about the person tells me I'm not a Democrat. Now I'm not going to tell well, you maybe that they're an independent. They could be. What I was about you, you've heard me so tell people I'm not Democrat. a I'm not a Republican. And I'm not. This could be a statement of fact, okay? But given what I've seen in this article already, I'm starting to question the author's true purpose here. I am I'm, I'm not taking this article all my antennas are up right now. Okay. I'm not a Democrat. Still Talking to Trump supporters reminds me of when I counseled and deprogrammed ex-cult members who had been brainwashed by cults and their cult leaders. Okay, this is why my wide net in this world helps me at least. This tells me that this person's a counselor of some sort, psychiatrist or psychologist. Well, most of those people in my experience already have their own mental problems. That's why they go into that field. And they think in ways that I personally, and I have never had a good experience with a counselor, not one, because of the way they think, the assumptions, the way they're taught, the way they're trained. So I am now at this point very unsympathetic to whoever's writing this piece, not because of what they're saying, but because everything they've told me about the position from where they're coming. Their perspective in my personal anecdotal experience of my life I'm very unlikely to agree with this person, but let's see what their reasoning is. He's a cult leader, right? And and notice what this is also. I'm talking to Trump supporters. So supposedly they talked to Trump supporters. When I was a counsel, or when I counseled people, when I was a counselor, without saying they were an actual counselor, they've counseled people, but they don't tell you they actually have any type of legitimate, you know, license or training to do this. They just said they've counseled. Could be a, a pastor or something. I still don't trust that, but this is an appeal to authority, a veiled appeal to authority. They're saying, Hey, I have the expertise without saying it. They're implying it. They want you to make an assumption that may not actually be warranted and notice deprogrammed could have, if you wanted to use a less, uh, tainted language, you could say when I helped people who were coming out of a cult, you know, readjust, but deprogrammed, that's a slap at the Trump supporter here. This is all loaded language. This could have been written much better if this author wanted to appeal to somebody like myself. They don't. This is actually to people who already agree with them. Because do do you honestly think, stop for a minute, if you're a Trump supporter, is this language going to reach you? No. I would have stopped reading. Yes, already, wouldn't you? title, actually. Now, some of the suggestions I've already put in there, I might have kept you a little longer with the way I word it. 
I could still have the same intentions as this author, but I could keep your attention a little longer by wording it a little more neutrally. So why are you writing? This person here is writing to the band. Folks, if you're arguing to the band and you're preaching to the choir, you're falling into the definition of cult. Who's the cult member here? Anyhow, just a question. Says, so while I understand politics, that's an assertion that I have no reason to believe yet. Hidden agendas, I have no reason to believe that yet. That's just an assertion. We'll, we'll grant them their truth. Says they understand capitalism and corporate machine. There is nothing much darker here. There, there's something much darker here. Much darker than fear. Much darker than ignorance. Much darker than denial. The MAGA Trump followers have been brainwashed into a cult and their actions seem as if those who are zombied under a spell or both. Mind control. Yes, it exists. Well, yes, it does exist. But has this author supported any of this yet? No, none of it. These are unsupported assertions. I'm starting to really doubt this article based on reason. Not the fact that I disagree with this person based on the fact that this person has given me no rational, logical reason to follow them yet. If at this point I dismissed this article and quit reading it, you cannot tell, and then told this person you're full of crap, he cannot or she cannot tell me, well, you didn't give me a fair hearing. Yes, I did. I already have. You've wasted this much of my time already simply by a bunch of fallacious babble crap. And that's all this is. This is He's babbling or she's babbling. I don't know the author. This is all just, it's loaded language. It's fallacious. You, you haven't even started to lay down the foundation of a logical, rational discussion yet. Continues, this says, of course, some people wanted to ride the Trump train because like him, they are opportunists. That's again, that's ad hominem. They've just accused Trump of being opportunist. Prove it. Show it may be true. I don't necessarily disagree with some of these accusations, but give me a reason to believe your position. No, we're not going to do that. They are opportunists. Of course, some people believed Trump would do a good job, and he did according to certain perspectives. But according to this guy, the way he worded that, believed Trump would do a good job. The implication in the way that sentence is structured is that he didn't. Of course, some people were taken in by what he said and his promises. But what is happening today is much deeper, much darker, and much deadlier than that. We are seeing the manifestation of dark powers and principalities and the puppet they control like Trump. Oh, boy. He just invoked the Bible, didn't he, Charlie? The author just invoked the Bible. Yeah, he did. In the process of being deceptive. Beelzebub invoked Yahweh to promote Beelzebub's deception and confusion. Because right now, whoever wrote this, when you talk about dark powers and principalities, that's right out of Ephesians, the book of Ephesians. That's where that comes from. And they're calling Trump the, the tool of the devil. That's what's going on here. This isn't even dog whistle language. This is straight up allusions to the Bible, if you understand the Bible. But none of what this person, if this person wants me to believe they're on the side of the scriptures, well, I've got three paragraphs of unscriptural writing. This is false witness so far. You've given me no testimony to support your, I, at this point right here, I am fully Christian justification to leave this article now and condemn this author. 
And I don't mean condemn as in you go into hell. I can tell them, brother, sister, whoever wrote this, you need to go back to the drawing board. You need to repent. You need to ask forgiveness because you have sinned against Donald Trump in this piece. You've just invoked the Bible in a way that's supposed to infer you're a Bible believer and against the, the, the devil here. That means you have sinned against Donald Trump because you have done nothing but slander him. I can quit with this piece at this point. And I'm rationally justified in doing so. They just gave me that reason. Because I do know the scriptures and because I know that what they've done up to this point, this author is in the wrong. But I'm going to continue. This Trump cult has a heavy base of racism. Has he proven it's a cult? No. Has he proven it's racism? No. He's just made another false accusation against a man. That's a sin. The same racism that founded America. Okay. The black man, I'm not a debt. Yes, you are. Now, at this point, my life experience tells me that you are a lying individual. We are now reading a piece of propaganda. Done. I now know this is propaganda. The perspective here is a Trump hater who thinks America was founded on racism. No, it was not. I've read the Founding Fathers. No, it was not. It was unfortunate pragmatism with a couple of the states based on slavery. And I got a little news flash for you. If they'd have had white Irish slaves, they'd have been just as happy to keep those slaves too. It was about the money. It was all about the money, money, money in their economy. Yes, there were racists. Yes. But that has been used as a weapon to bludgeon us so that we can't look at truth. That's the enemy doing that. It's the same person who's... I would put you at this point, my understanding of scripture, the enemy has control of this author as well, and the enemy being Satan. So he's called Trump a, a racist. He's called America founded in racist. None of this is supported. Donald Trump represents the real America without the Klan robe and hood and torch and rope. Oh, my God. His words proceed, uh, uh, produce fear and anger. Do they? Okay. Fear? What, oh, I, I'm going to put that aside. Anger. Yes, they do. Now, is it justified? If you are somebody who supports this nation as it was founded, and I don't mean in this false accusation of racism, but in the idea of natural law and natural rights and the rule of law for all, one law to apply to all, then you have righteous anger because the people such as this author, based on my my life experience, this author is the opposite of this. This author's already given me enough clues to tell me that this is a left-wing anti-American individual, racist in their own thinking and nature as well. I oppose that person. The founding of this country, the founding ideals, the Declaration of Independence opposes that person. So I've already established this. We're at this point now that this person's testifying more against themselves than they are Trump. Because at this point, Trump, the anger that I feel, yes, Trump does speak to my anger, and it's righteous anger, because this man and people like him or this woman, whoever's writing this, is part of a, a group that's irsipping this country by, by taking over through illegal means. The article continues, he says, his speeches are full of hate and deception. Are they? Well, from his perspective, maybe. But we've already seen that his perspective is based on unsupported assertions and false allegations. His actions are full of lawlessness. Are they? Are they? Have you shown me where it's lawless? Donald Trump is a man of lawlessness. Well, I tend to agree with that personally, 
but I can't agree in this article. You've given me no supporting evidence. And yet his diehard supporters cannot see any of this. They represent the real America, a country founded by criminal hypocrite colonizing invaders who fled Europe. I, at this point, condemn this man as blasphemous and as a tool of the devil. It's, and I'm assuming it's a man writing it because it's on a blog page called The Black Man. This is the page where this article comes from. This was on MSN or Microsoft or whatever. Th this is in their newsfeed. This is the next section here in this article. It says, anytime millions of people can support a man with 91 felony charges in four separate courts, charges are not convictions, folks. And when they're coming from a clearly corrupt Justice Department, they mean nothing. How many charges were levied against Bill Clinton? I bet you this black man that's writing this article supports the Democrats, contrary to what he says. How many charges have been levied against Joe Biden? Well, none. Right, because you have a corrupt justice system. He says, a man who has in, who's been impeached. Well, so was Clinton. Impeachment is an accusation. It is not a conviction. A man who lost a rape case. Did he? Why isn't he in jail? A man who calls veterans losers. He never did that. A man who jokes about the handicapped. He actually wasn't doing that either. A man who admits on tape that he sexually molested women at will. Oh, you mean all of Jeffrey Epstein's clients. A woman who tries to overturn a legal election and a man who tries to overturn a legal election and ignore constitution in the United States. He didn't do that. And you're assuming it was a legal election when we now know it wasn't. A man who, and which means writing this article at this time, a man who overturned a legal, tried to overturn an illegal election is a false statement. That right there was a lie. A man whose insights, violence, and insurrection against the United States, thereby violating his oath of office. He did not do that. I'm done. Stop. I'm done. I'm out. I can't read any more of this. If you've been with me any length of time, you know that I'm sympathetic to some of these accusations against Trump. You know that I believe some of them. I do. Did that article give me any reason to, to enforce my beliefs about Trump? No. None. That was propaganda. That was meant to, to talk to people who already agree that Trump is all these things. If you're a Trump supporter, you quit with that article early on. You probably didn't get past the title. So I've read that. That's a blog post. That's not even an opinion piece, folks. That wasn't an opinion piece. That was pure propaganda. It pushes deceptions and lies. That wasn't even truth from a perspective. Because even if you have truth from a perspective, Trump has not done these things. Even if you look at the objective evidence that we have in our world today, he cannot be convicted of these things. He didn't do them, or not all of them at any rate. So that's not even truth from a perspective. This is just straight up evil, what was in that article. And it invoked the Bible for its own purposes. Be careful. We're told in the scriptures that even the devil can quote scripture for his own purposes. That's what got Eve in trouble, is that the devil was misquoting Yahweh. He even did that with Yeshua in the desert. Yep, yep. So be careful. Just because they invoke scriptural language doesn't mean that they're on the side of, the, of God. So that article right there, garbage. Kind of knew that from its source, but that's just me. 
All right, let's do another one. This is also from whatchamacallit there, Microsoft Star or whatever. What what did you call that, Paulette? Uh, Edge? Edge, yeah. Yeah, okay. So what's the article? Let me get this to, to read properly. Trump received millions of dollars from foreign government while president, House Democrats allege. Okay, they allege this. Is an alleged allegation, is that a criminal, is, is that a conviction? Do we know that it's truth? No, no, nope. an allegation is not. So let's see the piece. This is uh, Washington, uh, where's this from? Doesn't tell us where it comes from. Oh, USA Today, story by Ken Tran, 21 hours ago. Okay, so 21 hours ago, this story is published. This is Washington. Former President Donald Trump unconstitutionally profited from the presidency during his tenure in the White House, reaping millions of dollars from his business empire from foreign governments, House Democrats allege in an extensive report. Okay, let's dissect this. Former President Donald Trump unconstitutionally profited from the presidency. Okay, so you're going to have to show me that he made this money strictly because he was the president while he was in the White House. But then you tell me reaping millions of dollars from his businesses. Folks, that's not unconstitutional. So this is USA Today, a supposed newspaper that just made a blatantly, factually false statement in their opening sentence of their article. How do I know this is true? First of all, if you're making money from foreign governments through your legitimate businesses, that's not unconstitutional. You are allowed to make money through your businesses. Second, when you, be when you become president, you have to put your businesses into a trust. You yeah, don't yeah, run them. That's what I was just going to say. They were put into a blind trust while he was in the... Office so he's not running them. So he he has no control them over directly. them. Right. So if you want to prove that it's illegal, now you have to show me that he was running his businesses and contrary to the law. We know that he lost a lot of money while he was in office. So I already have a problem with this article from the beginning. And then I have House Democrats allege. I already know as a fact that the House Democrats have been making false accusations knowingly, falsely, breaking the law when you make these. When you make a false legal accusation, try to put somebody in jail and you know it's a false accusation, you're the one who broke the law. The Steele dossier is exactly what that was. This Russiagate, these are the same Democrats. So, okay, what I have here is a left-wing piece that claims to be media, you know, news media that isn't. It's propaganda arm of the left wing of the American electorate. So what I have now is pure propaganda. I know that already. USA Today, a newspaper just presented an article that is factually incorrect in its very first statement. I am hostile toward this author in this article from the beginning, and I am rationally justified in doing so. But if you do not know the Constitution or how the president works when they have businesses, you wouldn't know this. Now, I would also say, why aren't you writing against Biden for doing this? Well, Biden got money through his businesses. Biden doesn't have businesses. And neither did his son. They set up shell corporations to collect money and they do nothing that they sell. They do, they're just advisors, right? All of that money that they made was for advisory things. Yeah, money laundering. That's exactly cash. what that's called. So this article should be about Biden, not Trump. So let's continue though. Let's just look into this. Democrats on the House Oversight Committee released a 156-page report. Well, wait a minute. The Oversight Committee is run by Republicans, so why are the Democrats releasing a report? This is subversion. 
This is counter to, to, to the committees. This is in the House. The House runs is run by Republicans right now. So this would be counter to the committee's leadership, which is by definition subversion. But, uh, you know, it's politics. So, okay. So Thursday morning, accusing Trump of exploiting the presidency to financially benefit himself and members of his family. Trump's businesses, according to the report, received at least $7.8 million from corrupt and authoritarian governments, including China, Saudi Arabia, and Qatar. Okay, so now we do know, according to the USA Today, that these are corrupt governments. So why do they not treat Biden this way when he gets money laundered from these same corrupt? Okay, well, I know I now have a hypocritical, a hypocritical rather source writing this. And 7.8 million? Biden's collected billions, people. But million? To his businesses. All right, let's keep reading. So far, there's nothing wrong with what they've said. None of this is illegal. None of it. The report is it, it, it's loaded language, though. They want you to think he's evil because he's getting money from these corrupt governments. That's loaded language, folks. That's that's a fallacy. You should, if you are a newspaper publishing fallacies in a new purported news article, you should be discredited. It. it Honest to God, if somebody were to pull USA Today's creds as a, as a uh, journalistic site, they would be rationally justified in doing so based on this piece alone. Because this right here, folks, this is election interference. That's what this is. If this were put out by the Biden camp, that'd be one thing. But coming from a supposed self-proclaimed neutral news source, this is election interference. This makes this campaign finance violations, too. Because this has value in kind to the Biden administration, to the Biden campaign. It says the report is the culmination of a nearly seven-year investigation. It says records and documents obtained by the House Oversight Doc Democrats reveal a stunning web of millions of dollars in payments made by foreign governments and their agents directly to Trump-owned businesses while President Trump was in the White House. He is not legally required to close his businesses to be president. They're in a blind trust. So these payments were made to his businesses. That's not Trump. Just because he owns them, and most of them are corporations with stockholders. There's nothing illegal about this so far. That's what the whole story said. It's Show me the illegality. Among the report's findings and records available to the committee, China made the most payments to Trump's businesses during his tenure, spending some uh, more than $5.5 million at Trump Towers in New York and two of Trump's hotels in Washington and Las Vegas. So they stayed at a hotel and they stayed at the higher end parts of a luxury hotel to begin. Folks, do you know how fast you can rack up a 50, 60, $70,000 bill at one of these hotels? You can do that in a weekend. These hotels are made for people who don't care about their money. This is chump change to those hotels. And Trump was president for four years. Over a four-year period, this is only $1.1 million a year in these hotels. That's nothing, folks, and it's not illegal. It says, House Oversight Democrats specifically accused Trump of violating the Constitution's Foreign Emoluments Clause, which prohibits the president from profiting from foreign governments without the approval of Congress. The report notes that it, he's not. He's not. His business is. Well, he profited because his business profited. He's not running it. For all practical purposes, it's not his business why he's president. The report notes that 
Its findings are incomplete after House Republicans took control of the committee last year and halted the investigation. See, why did this thing come out when it was halted? That's political subversion, using the power of your position within the government. These Democrats that put out this report should be charged with subversion. You know what? Let's just call it insurrection. What the heck? No, we're not going to do that, right? Since which the late uh, Representative Elijah Cummings, Democrat Maryland, stated in 2016 when he was the top Democrat of the committee. It is true that 7.8 million is almost certainly only a fraction of Trump's harvests. You have no proof other than the 7.8, and now you're going to say that I'm done. I'm done. This piece is garbage. Now they're into speculation. This is supposed to be a news report. All I'm supposed to get are the facts and just the facts, ma'am. And what I've gotten was worse than the first article we read. It starts with a blatant lie. Did this article tell you how the president operates their businesses when they're in office? Nope. Why? Because if I tell you that, they undermine the purpose of writing this article. Y'all see how this works? Y'all seeing how they lie to us right in front of our face out in the open every day? This is why they don't teach you reasoning critical thinking in school. If they do, you wouldn't read half of them. You, you wouldn't read 90% of what they put out. Let's go to the other side of this. Here's another. This is from not the B. This is supposed to be news as well. But the B does tell you, hey, we're a Christian bias here. They, they don't purport themselves as just news. And a lot of this is political satire too. Um, no, no, no. That's the B. The B does the satire. Oh, Not the B okay. is that's their straight news organization. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yep, yep. But in this title here, this is from uh, Cardinal Pritchard, and it's uh, January fourth, twenty twenty four, from Not the B. This is Biden's first twenty twenty four campaign ad. Now, notice the title. What's wrong with that title? Nothing. It's a factual statement. And look right there. There's the ad. So far, we've got news. Now. It's titled under here, subtitled, The Extremist Movement. The problem is that's exactly what the ad calls us. If you're a Trump supporter, they call this the extremist movement in this in the ad. So far, the B has given us nothing but straight fact. It says you might think the quote unquote extremist movement. Now they're putting in that quotations telling you that's not their their not their phrase. There's something special about this phrase in our country is the people who want to dance in front of their you might think it's the people who want to dance in front of children in lingerie and possibly the ones who burn down cities when they don't get their way. Okay, that shows you that the B supports law and order in the Constitution and moral you know, moral constructs as, as a Christian would look at them. Okay, well, they tell you they're a Christian news site. So from their perspective, you might think that is the extremist movement. Okay, nothing wrong with this. This is truth from their perspective so far. And notice how they put this. You might think. That's a preposition. That's not a statement of fact. Not in the sense that they're telling you for sure that you have to think that way. They're saying you might. So far, there is nothing wrong with this article, folks. This is all prepositional, leaves it open-ended. It doesn't accuse or tell you what to think or do. So it says, maybe you also think of the people who encourage unchecked illegal immigration at our southern border or the ones who practice pedophilia on Epstein's Island. Maybe you think they're the ones who are, you know, an extremist movement. And again, it says maybe. Now, it might, yes, it's implying that they don't agree with that, 
but it didn't condemn you if you do. And then it says, well, you're wrong. If you think that's the extremist movement, you're wrong. Okay, so far, nothing wrong yet. Let's see why they say that. The extremist movement that is tearing this country apart, at least according to Joe Biden's most recent ad, are Trumpers. Still a totally factual article, because if you watch that video right there, that's what it says. So they pull an excerpt from it. This is Biden. I believe in free and fair elections and the right to vote fairly and have your vote counted. Oh my God, given the 2020 election, how do you say that? There's something dangerous happening in America. This is from the ad. This is from Biden's ad. There's an extremist movement that does not share the basic beliefs in our democracy. We are not a democracy. So that's not extremist. What you're saying is there's an extremist movement that doesn't believe in progressivism. That's a lie in this ad. It's a veiled lie. This is all of us are being asked right now, what will we do to maintain our democracy? We are not a democracy. So I don't want to maintain the democracy because that's the progressive usurpation of the United States as it was founded. This is an illegal action turning us into a democracy. It's unconstitutional. It says, history is watching. This is the, the, uh, this is the progressive appeal to what side of history are you going to be on? The world is watching. I don't care. Most importantly, our children and grandchildren will hold us responsible. Yeah, if we let you get away with what you're doing, they dang sure will. That ad. So far, the B has done nothing wrong. This is a news article. Then they say, yeah, voting rights and election integrity matter to Dems, especially after midnight on election night. Oh, and Mr. Biden, we fixed that ad for you. There's your editorial. There's the snark. Up until this point, yeah, voting. And I'll be honest with you, that's just a snarky way of pointing out that Biden just lied. So, yes, from this point here, up to this point, you've got a straight news article. And then the B being the B, they put their little twist on it. And they fix the ad for them. And you can go watch that if you want. No, you can look this up on your own. What was wrong with that article? Up until the very last couple of sentences, nothing. And then they feed raw meat to their audience. The Democrat wouldn't listen to that article. Why? Because that's actually the truth. Democrats don't want to hear the truth. Rank and file Democrats do not want to hear the truth any more than rank and file Republicans do. Don't get me wrong, man. You are flip sides of the same coin, boys and girls. That first article about Trump being a cultist, I told you, I tend to agree with the claim. I cannot agree with the article. I can write that article in a way that you'd have a hard time disagreeing with me rationally. You'd have to do it on emotional terms. And as soon as you use emotion to argue, you are now irrational, unreasonable. Mm. So if they had written that piece differently, I might have agreed with them. The whole point of this class today is how do I evaluate these type of articles? Not whether or not I agree with them. The whole point is which ones should I listen to? Which ones shouldn't I? There is a formula. There's a process. It's like that first one from, from the black man. There were no examples. He didn't give you definitions for any of the words he's using. He gave you no examples that showed you that Trump and his followers met the conditions of the definition. 
he didn't do any rational argumentation no no you didn't do the you know the math on it to show you that here's the examples this is what they mean according to the definition he just did a bunch of unsupported assertions and accusations name calling but if you do all that it's boring and and you know it, it's it's just confusing this is why the, the b through those last two sentences the, the last sentence in the little video that's why they threw that in there entertainment for their main audience but they gave you a piece of news before they did the entertainment up until that point they did real journalism that's what it looked like notice that they didn't tell you what biden said they quoted him they let biden's ad tell you what biden said clay told her i disagree trump is not head of a cult well you, you you're fine to do that What's the definition of a cult? We can get into that one day if you want me to. <laughs> Mr. Toller, you don't want me to go there, brother. Go Trust there. me, you don't want me to go there. <laughs> by definition. Yeah, by definition, you don't want me to go there. You're, you're not going to be happy with what you're going to find out. And not all cults are necessarily bad either. I no, mean, we, they're we not. Have, we have a social connotation that cults are bad, but if you go to the the definition of a cult. I'm a cult member. Yes. I am. Yes. United States Marine Corps is definitely a cult. Oh, yeah. We are a hardcore cult, boys and girls. But we're a cult you want on your side when the poo-poo hits the fan. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yes, Aaron Spikes, technically, by definition, you're a member of a cult if you follow Yeshua. Yes. Yes. Yes, That's you are. That's true. That's true. Yeah. So, like I said. Be careful about that. Uh, <laughs> Concord Cult. <laughs> here we go. <laughs> all right. Then we are all here as part of the... Po yes, you're the cult of the Concord. Yes, you're the Concord cult. Yes. Yes, Joe Bakanovic is the charismatic leader of this cult. And, yep, see? By definition. See? There we go. Got to be careful with those things. All right. From the Gateway Pundit. Joe Biden calls millions of American ex Americans extremists in first campaign ad of 2024. Now, this is same art, same story that the B was writing about. And this is uh, David Grayson on January 4th, 2024. Same same day. It says Joe Biden's campaign launched its first propaganda video on 2024. And yes, I agree. In this case, that video, I've watched it. It meets the definition of propaganda. In it, Biden calls millions of Americans extremists with images of Trump supporters made to look bad. That's part of propaganda, too. In the video, Biden arrogantly says there is an extremist movement that does not share the basic beliefs of our democracy. But folks, by definition, the average Trump supporters shares the founding fathers view of this country, or at least as they understand it. Trump is what, what Biden's telling you here is his democracy is progressivism, which we know. Say it with me, boys and girls. Woodrow freaking Wilson said that that's communism with an American flavor. So what Biden is saying is Trump's cults are against our communism. If you understand history, that's basically when you hear democracy, just think socialism. Just think so. When you hear democracy, democracy, think socialism. That's exactly what it is. Our founding fathers called democracy the tyranny of the masses. They despised it. I can find you many of them telling you this. So Biden is referring to patriotic Americans who love this country and support Trump. Yes, so far we have a factual article. Oh, it can't be. This is the gateway pundit. They're biased. They can be of a right-wing biased, state it up front, and still give you the facts. 
That's called intellectual honesty. And in our country, we find that weird. So, so far, Gateway Pundit is quoting us an article that is factually correct. Biden's video showed images of the January 6th Capitol protest at Charlottesville uh, in the Charlottesville march. That right there is propaganda. That's that's emotional connotation used to taint your, your enemy. That's propaganda. So, so far, still factual. Here's a uh, Charlie Kirk, uh, Joe Biden's first campaign. This is a Twitter or an X video. Calls And it's stating a fact. They show you the video so you can watch that. It says, under Biden, American patriots are in jail without due process. Why are they patriots? Because they were concerned about an illegal election. Well, 2020 was not an illegal election. Says who? Says the people who stole it? I don't believe Pinpin when he tells me he's not on the daggum boat. If you don't understand the reference to no Pinpin here, ask Natasha. She'll explain it. She finally watched the video. She watched the show. So just get in the comment section and ask the AI to explain that to you. So they are patriotic by definition because they want to keep the country as it was founded and they know that the election was hinky. They're in jail without due process. That is true. That is unconstitutional. That is illegal. And and his march, his main political opponent, President Donald Trump, has been indicted four times. Yes, but he hasn't been convicted once, which means he's innocent. Let's not forget that numerous blue states are trying to remove Trump from the 2024 ballot based on the fact that they've convicted him without a trial which means removing him from the ballots is illegal. So Biden is against democracy while he's supporting unconstitutional illegal actions in this country. Good. Good and good. So far, everything on this article is factual. Biden exploits the January 6th to push his leftist agenda. That's actually factual. That's not an opinion. That is objective fact. They are doing that. That's the whole purpose for January 6th. TGP. But isn't leftist agenda there? Is that Would that be considered loaded language? Okay, is, he, is Biden left wing? Yes. Is he pushing an agenda? Yes. Is this a factual statement? Uh, yes. If it's factual, it's never a fallacy. Okay. No, that's 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 the case of fallacies. Yeah. If it's actually a fact, it's very seldom a fallacy. Okay. So in this case, what other language would we have him use? We could say to push his democratic agenda, but we know that democratic Same is thing. leftist. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Got it. Yeah. Good. The the Gateway Pundit reported on Wednesday that the crooked now that right there's loaded language. Crooked Joe will be at Valley Forge. Now that's a loaded first time in this article we have a clear problem. And this Saturday to talk about the dangers of white supremacy. Okay, now if that's what he's there for, if that's actually what he's there for, nothing wrong with that. That's not loaded language if that's what he's talking about. Apparently, all Trump supporters are white supremacists, according to Biden. I've actually heard Biden say that. So no problem there. That that makes Biden, vi- oh God, we're not even gonna. Saturday will be the third anniversary of the January 6th, 2021 Fed Now. That is potentially, that's an opinion right there, federal surrection. If you think that this was federally led, if you think it was a false flag attack, then then there's nothing wrong with this. They, they should have used different language. But what word do we have for federally led insurrection? I mean, I get it. I understand. This is temporary. This is, this is loaded language. Let's just call it fallacious in its sense. It's loaded language. But the facts of the case that have come out now about January 6th, It is not what we were told it was. 
it, it is most likely a government operation. We'll probably never know the truth of it. But if you dig into what happened in January 6th, it was not a grassroots organized attack on the Capitol like we're being told. It was organized, but not by the not by the Trump supporters. There were other factions inside that crowd. And the crowd was telling us that if we did listened. The cr- there is video of the crowd telling us feds, feds, feds right there that day. The crowd knew. So, okay, fed surrection where Capitol Police officers fired on unsuspecting Trump supporters without warning and killing three Trump supporters through violence. And that's actual fact that happened. A fourth Trump supporter died that day from a heart attack. Yep. No Capitol Police officers died in the riots. That's actually true. We found out now he died several days later from, I think it was a stroke. Joe Biden used the January 6th anniversary to accuse Trump supporters of being white supremacists. Yes, I've heard him do that. Biden's speech this week will likely be similar to his Moloch speech. I don't remember the Moloch speech unless it's the one that's down here in the picture underneath it. In September 2022, Biden delivered the most divisive and evil speech in U.S. history. Now, that's a position of opinion. If, if they'd have kept out, you know, delivered a, a you know, an un-American speech or something like that, or in their opinion, said it that way. So this is another, that's a pos, uh, opinion statement. The imagery was shocking. That's this picture below you here with him with all the red behind him. That's true. That, that imagery right there is, th- Charlie, serious question. Now, I don't mean to be hyperbolic here, but if I were to Photoshop a picture of, Hitler's head over top of this, it would fit, wouldn't it? Uh, yeah, it would. There's even the the Nazi wings in the background there. Yeah. I mean, it's not what it is, but the way that they've got the that red is, up onto the yeah. that looks like the not the wings of the Nazi eagle emblem. Yeah, it does. Uh, folks, don't this imagery and look how black it is. This is this is straight out of fascist prop. This is fascist propaganda. And if you think that this imagery was by mistake, <laughs> people chose that image. They yes. knew exactly. These people are experts at putting things on camera. They knew what they were doing. The imagery was shocking. The red glow, the shady Marines standing behind Joe Biden as he threatened millions of Trump supporters. Yeah, folks, right there. That's, there's, there's, I know they're Marines. I hate to say this, but that's, that's the modern Gestapo there in that picture. They're being used that way. They probably wouldn't have agreed to it if they could have gotten away with it, but they have to follow orders and and that's being generous to them. But MAGA Republicans do not respect the constitution. They do not believe in the rule of law. They promote authoritarian leaders and they fan the flames of political violence, said Biden. Folks, that's projectionism. He's talking about himself. Although there are a lot of Trump supporters who cheer when Trump does things that are illegal. So you got to be careful with that, boys and girls. The left is not entirely wrong in their accusations of Trump. It's just that you overlook it when Trump does it, and you see it when Biden does it. You get upset with Biden breaking the law. Biden's people don't care about him. They see it when your man breaks the law. I've told you before, pay attention to your enemy's accusations. Make sure they're not wrong. Judgment starts at your own house. If, if if it's good enough for God, Charlie, where did God say judgment starts? Yeah, in his own house. House of the Lord, right? Yep. Yeah. So if it's good enough for him, it's good enough for us, at least here in this house. The road to Concord may be a cult, but we're a Yahweh cult. <laughs> Try to be. All right. We've got uh, four more stories left. Four more articles. We're going to continue doing this. So if you're bored with what we're doing, you know, I understand. 
but if you're finding value in this, I did intentionally pick politically charged stories for you. And we still have pedophilia coming, like I promised Charlie. So stay tuned for the second hour. It's going to be fun. I have some admissions from the left for you. What? Oh, yeah. They're going to admit they're tyrants. Yeah. See you in six minutes. I'll show you.
I am not the only cracked member of the Road to Concord. Most of you in the audience are not exactly right either. And we have, during the break, found out what's wrong with DSG 1973. So anybody who mixes, hey, Tortoise, he's mixing whiskey with Mountain Dew. So the, the, the Tortoise will be, if he's listening, he'll be along to correct you about that one here real soon, DSG. Uh, the road to Concord can I just write. I love God and freedom over our <laughs> Clay Tolar says he's a member of the road to Concord cult. And, and Charlie said we accept his uh, his initiation, but it, the, the initiations, you know, accept his membership initiations, a 35-page paper. He's just going to write, you know, I love freedom until he's filled 35 pages. But you know what? That's acceptable. Get writing. And you're not allowed to put that in a computer and just, you, you got to handwrite that. We don't take typed or computer printed essays around here or papers. All right, let's get back to it, man. We've got another one from the Gateway Pundit. This one is, uh, Joy Behar reaches new low, admits she doesn't believe voters should choose who is president. January 4th, 2024. So far, nothing wrong with the title. It says, leftists are experts at being politically correct. Well, that's actually true. That's not loaded language. Political correctness is a, it's an invention of the left. It comes from the Frankfurt School of, of uh, Germany out of Cambridge, I think it is, or yeah, Cambridge University or whatever. So yeah, that's an actually factual correct thing. But the filter they use for the rest of the world seems to constantly malfunction when it comes to former President Donald Trump. Eh, that could be some loaded language there too. It's being a little snarky. On Tuesday, The View co-host Joy Bear let her true feelings show when co-host Sarah Haynes suggested that Colorado and Maine's decisions to remove former president from the ballot could give the appearance of a rigged election. If you remove a person from a ballot when they have not been convicted of a crime, that is rigging the election by definition. So, says, I actually agree with Governor Gavin Newsom and David Axelrod. These are Democrats, leading Democrats, that say it would really cause a division that's almost insurmountable, Haynes said. What are you saying, Behar responded, rudely interrupting Haynes. Says, I don't think the Supreme Court is going to hold this, Haynes said. Trying to finish her point, despite the interruption, I think they're going to overturn it and won't just be the originalists. I bet it's a 9-0 to vote. So Behar goes, so you think they should leave it to the voters, Behar asked. I think they should leave it to the voters, Haynes responds. Oh no, Behar moaned, revealing the usually unspoken point of view of many leftists. The American people are too dumb to be allowed to vote for the candidate of their choice. Now that's an editorial point put in there by the author. Behar said, oh no. Okay. He shouldn't have put that in there, but the problem is, that's actually, in my my opinion, that's a that's a legitimate um, extrapolation of what Behar was saying. Um, it says in their decision to kick Trump off the ballot, the Colorado Supreme Court and Maine Secretary of State cited Section Three of the Fourteenth Amendment, which prohibits those who have engaged in an insurrection from holding office. Trump has appealed both decisions. The problem with this is he didn't do it until you convict him in a court of law. He didn't do it. You're not going to be able to convict him in a court of law because he's got video evidence telling people to go home and not do this. He's innocent of that crime. So as Haynes 
rightly pointed out, if Trump is not allowed on the ballot, that martyrdom will be one step more. In other words, it's going to cause things to get worse. We have a nation that doesn't believe in democracy, doesn't believe in voting, Haynes said. Everyone that loses it says it was rigged and failed. I think this will create a visual to people that this was a rigged election. If you keep Trump off the ballot, that's exactly what you're doing. You're rigging the election by eliminating a choice. And if if you believe in democracy, you leave him on there. The people are allowed to vote for a criminal if they want to. Behar disagreed, saying that she believed the law will stand, thinking that, you know, the, the keeping Trump off the ballot. If you're not going to follow an amendment, then why don't we have Taylor Swift run for president, Behar said. Well, first of all, Taylor Swift could run for president if she want to. But you're not following an amendment. You're misapplying the amendment. The Constitution also says you're not allowed to treat somebody, you know, they're innocent until proven guilty. He has not been proven guilty. So Behar's unfiltered comments distill the essence of top-down, we-know-best liberalism. Her instinct is to keep voters from making what she perceives as the wrong choice by forcibly taking away their ability to choose. This is doing the math. This is not a fallacy here. This is they're they're doing the math. They're running through the the logic from their perspective. So at this point, what we have now is not a news article, but an editorial. It says it's no wonder that conservatives, a group of people who fiercely believe in individual liberty, have flocked to Trump, a man who refuses to let his opinions or speech be managed or manipulated. That's part of the problem the left has with Trump. Even historically liberal groups like black voters are waking up to the manipulation and turning away from the Democratic Party. This is objectionably, factually true. If if Behar is frustrated, she only has people like herself to blame. I would agree with this. So they do the math, and what they come up with is a uh, conclusion that the left thinks that the American people can't be trusted with their votes. Now, is this math justifiable? Well, we only have Woodrow freaking Wilson telling us the people can't be trusted. We have John freaking Dewey telling us the people can't be trusted. We have Edward Bernays. We have Walter Lippmann. We have Goldhouse, which is another uh, uh, progressive back from Wilson's day that I don't bring up to you because that's a pointy-headed geeks character. He's, he's like the Karl Rove of their day. you you got to be political wonk to know what's going on there. But we've got... Plenty of people, progressives, all the way, telling us that the people can't be trusted. We have S. Sunstein and Nudge telling us the people can't be trusted. Progressives have never changed. The people cannot be trusted with their own democracy. So where's the democracy? You can't be trusted to vote. Even Hare or whatever the heck her name was saying that the people don't trust the vote. Everybody on The View thinks, you know, it's democracy, democracy, but then they don't trust you to vote the way you want to vote. So do you think... With people like that running this country, is it such a leap to think that they would actually rig the vote because they know you're not going to vote the right way? Let me let me just give you a little bit of logic here. If Biden actually got 81 million votes the way we're told he did, you don't have to be scared of Trump. What? If he got 81 million votes, you don't have to be scared of the support for Trump because that was... What was it? Trump got 76 million. So you got 5 million votes more than him. Why are you scared of him? You're scared of him because you didn't get that many votes. That's the logic there. That's Occam's razor. Remember, I'm going to give you another support for that. I don't need your vote to win the election. 
I need your support to keep it. He said that before the election. You put that with everything else together, and he's telling, because he'd already told you we have the largest voter rigging system that man's ever known. He told us the truth. His dementia, he told us the truth. So why would the Gateway Pundit be blamed for doing their math on this? It's an editorial. We can't prove it, prove it, but not by deductive reasoning not without going into discovery into a court of law and everything else, but can I inductively prove it? Remember, you know, deductive is A, B, C, and D, and I can directly follow all things then, and I know that A, B, C, and D are guaranteed true. That the deductive arguments are the strongest. Hopefully you've remembered some of your older classes. Inductive is, that's the velocity vector. I have a couple of different angles of the shadow. Can I tell tell myself what the elephant looks like? You know, I have the trunk, I have, I'm feeling the trunk, I'm feeling the ear, I feel the side, I feel, I feel the leg and I feel the tail. Can I get an idea of what the elephant looks like? That's an inductive argument. They're still valid. Most court cases in this country go on what you call, um, oh, what do they call that evidence? Um, circumstantial. Circumstantial, yeah, sorry. I've had a hard time with my language lately. I think I'm losing my mind. Circumstantial evidence. Um that's inductive reasoning. That, that, that's what that is. It's another, that's a l- lawyer's word for inductive reasoning, indirect reasoning. So the indirect reasoning that the gateway pundit was doing, I agree with their conclusions. Everything I've seen on the left tells me they don't think we know how to vote for ourselves. Everything in history from a leftist tells us they don't think we know how to vote for themselves, for ourselves. Everything in history, the left seems to think they know better than the masses and they have to save us from ourselves, which usually means enslave us for their own benefit. So yeah, that might be an editorial piece, but I agree with it. And notice what it did. It gave us supporting evidence for their conclusion. And they didn't just state the conclusion. They did a little math for you. They reasoned through it. What was the evidence? They simply quoted the people on the view you can't say that was false evidence now you can go and try to tell me that that's not what they meant but you're going to have a hard time with that because clear context of that language they meant exactly that they meant things the way the gateway pundit took it so coming on the board from red blood 803 daryl is more believable joe (laughs) bigfoot yes (laughs) It's more evidence for Daryl than there is for that. Let me change this view here because of uh, this is the American thinker. This is December 22nd, 2023. Argentina's Milio uh, proves to be the world's strangest dictator handing out freedom all over the place by Monica Showalter. This one here is going to be an article I don't particularly want to read all the way through because um, it's going to be kind of boring. This won't make for a good in this venue, but basically what it goes over is everything that Argentina's new president, Javier Milieu announced during a national broadcast on Wednesday night, you know, signing of necessity of urgency decree DNU, a form of executive order that would modify or overturn an estimated 350 federal economic policies. Basically he's turning his country free from socialism. And one of the benefits is right down here. Food prices have reportedly dropped 15% overnight 
what this man is doing is what Reagan did in the 80s. He's deregulating everything. So the left screams, oh my God! Why would the left scream about that? Well, you're hurting the people! Are you really? If my food prices dropped 15% overnight, how the heck did you hurt me? Who really got hurt? We lost control, Joe. Bingo! Yes! Milieu was uh, was like a mad anarcho-capitalist, all right, just as he calls himself, running wild through prison of Argentina's economy and opening every last cage to let the prisoners out, everybody out, all at once. You know, that's loaded language right there. This is, the, by, by admittance, the American thinker, this is an editorial piece. This is an opinion blog. But, okay, this is... And it says, and get ready to drool, fellow Americans. Argentinian steak coming to your groceries and doorsteps faster than you think it possibly could. Wine, leather goods, citrus, olives, and and mate too. Um, and what does this uh, the left call him after doling out all this freedom, freedom, freedom? What does the left notice what it says? Question mark there. Here's the Guardian, which is a left wing newspaper in in the UK, quoting its local leftist sources in the country in Argentina. Milieu, you garbage. You are a dictatorship, and they chanted. He thinks he's a Roman emperor, fumed one protester. A 55-year-old historian called Carl Gomez, uh, Carola Gomez, not even the military dictatorship did this. This is worse than Thatcher. Turning people free is worse than Thatcher? Jeez. This is Miriam Bregman, a prominent leftist and former presidential candidate, called the edict a battle plan against working people. Making your food cheaper is an attack on working people and urged an immediate nationwide strike. There are so many ele- uh, illegalities here. I don't know where to start, she tweeted, accusing Milio of using the emergency decree to bypass Congress. Wait a minute. I know this is Argentina, but the, they're leftists. Leftists are leftists all the world over. Have you ever noticed that the leftist doesn't mind breaking the law when it suits their purpose? but they're really light legalistic when it comes to stopping their opponent. Have you ever noticed that, Charlie? Yeah, yeah. They're good little Pharisees, aren't they? <laughs> yes, yeah. very good. So Juan Grabos, a well-known social leader and politician, claimed Milieu had decreed the establishment of an absolute monarchy bent on using heavy ammunition to attack the country's middle and lower class. They have a mighty funny understanding of what a dictator is. Apparently, if you free your country and deregulate everything that made it a living hell, you are a dictator to the left. The real dictators, of course, like Fidel Castro or whoever the heck has succeeded him, always gets uh, pilgrimages, always get passes. But Milieu slashes regulations to allow the private sector to finally breathe and blossom while he's a dictator. Obviously, the left has a thing against freedom. The more it's handed out, the more upset it gets. Sound like anyone north of Argentina that you might have heard of? We learn a lot about the left here in the States just by watching how they react in Argentina. And we can only conclude that if this is a dictator, let's have more of them. I agree. This is one of the problems that the left had with Ronald Reagan. Is he deregulated? If you are a leftist, deregulation means decontrol. You no longer have control of things. So we just read that article. It is an editorial. It is an opinion piece. Everything on the American thinker is an opinion piece. Now, why would I want to read the editorial? The part we skipped gives you the setup of what that the Argentinian president promised his people he would do. The campaign, 
excuse me, the campaign promises that he made. It, it goes over them and it goes over what he's done since he got elected. Here's a shocker. He's kept his promises. He, he told the people I would do ABC. He's doing ABC and it's working quickly. What did Trump do when he ran for president? I'm going to do ABC. Well, he didn't do all of it. He tried to shut down the border, but he didn't get that done. He did unleash the economy. I can remember $1.67 gasoline on 2020. Can you? That's what I was paying for it here. A buck 67. We had become a, a, an oil producer. We were exporting again. We, we were able to make all the oil we needed for our own consumption again. We're close to being able to do that again now, but we're not benefiting from that. We're selling it to other people. And the Biden administration is still trying to shut all that down. This green idea and renewable energy is a farce. It's not going to work. All the signs are there that it's not going to work. So why is there an attack on cheap energy? I'm serious. Do the math on this. Charlie, help me out. Reason this through for me. Get on the mic with me. here. Why would I want to, if I'm a leftist, I'm a control freak. Why do I want to shut down cheap energy? Because he who controls energy controls everything. Yeah. If I have cheap energy, it's easier for me to run my own businesses, isn't it? Oh, yeah. It Food gets cheaper. Everything gets cheaper. Everything gets cheaper. I can live the way I want. I can have a little bit more of an extravagant life, a little, a little better life for me. Yes. So why, what, what would be the problem with that? Why wouldn't they want us to live that way? Because the, it, you're, you're easier to control if they can manipulate your lifestyle. Yeah. If you're busy just and trying to scratch out a living. Easy way to do that. Yes, easy it is. Way. You, you can, uh, there's so many ways that just controlling the energy. I mean, well, and you even look for, from uh, military tactics. I mean, one of the primary things you do in war is take out their oil, take supply. out their, their fuel supplies. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Shuts them down. So why do you think I'd put a smart meter on your house? <laughs> Yep. <sighs> See, folks, doing the logic, what, what Charlie just did is he did the math. He came up with a vector. He applied Occam. It comes down to they just want to put their thumb on your throat, their boot on your throat. Why? Well, that gets back to a question Charlie asked me earlier this week. Why do some people seek the truth and other people don't care? Why do some people have to be Karens and want to rule the world? I don't know. What makes people want to be the idiots in the homeowners organization that runs around with a tape measure, measuring the chair on your front porch to see whether or not it's within requirements? What, what the heck type of person does that? Cause I saw that video online this week. There was a guy doing that. He came the front doorbell video caught this guy. He comes onto my property on that guy's property to measure his. And then the homeowners association gave him a hard time because his chair was one inch out of dimension. Who the heck does that? Control freaks. Yes. And I have to admit, to a certain degree, I am one. But then again, you got to. <sighs> Folks, if you trample on another person's free will when they're not causing you any harm, you sin against the creator. That free will was made in his image. They're expected to exercise it themselves according to their conscience and their walk with him. If you trample on it, you get in the way of their relationship with the creator. 
you trample on the creator's relationship with that person as well. So like Jefferson once said, if it neither picks my pocket nor breaks my bones, what do I care what you do? But be careful with that. What you do in your bedroom is your business. Uh-uh-uh. Mm-mm. That actually affects society directly. Careful with that. Founders used to put you in jail for sexual crimes. The founding fathers did. So just, just saying, the United States military still will too. Well, they will. Maybe. Well, today, I don't know. When yeah. I was in... Yeah, when I was oh, in. when I was in <laughs> adultery and sodomy would get you in trouble in a hurry. Yeah, but today, I don't know today. All right, Charlie, appreciate that. Got two more stories we're going to try and get through here, folks. Here's one that I really like. We're going to go back to not the B. Oh, this one's just not the B. Cardinal Pritchard, uh, January fourth, twenty twenty-four. Liberals will see this Vice article and be like, "Yeah, conspiracy theorists are crazy." I don't know how to evaluate that that title. So let's just look at it and see, because it's kind of got a, a ring of an opinion to it. So this might be an editorial. Let's see. Leave it to vice to share idiotic nonsense like this at the Epstein client list being it begins to leak. This is from MMA chick. It's an X, you know, Twitter post. It says apparently being against pedophilia is only a far right thing. So she's, kind of pushing back on this. And the, the post is Jeffrey Epstein's story is fanning the flames of far-right pedophilia panic. So, oh, look, Islamophobia, uh, blackophobia, raceophobia, thisophobia, everythingophobia. You're afraid of pedophiles. No, I'm not afraid of them. I'm revolted by them. It's, it, the, the total, it, this is loaded language here. It, it's ad hominem attack in the title of this, Jeffrey Epstein. So this Vice article is propaganda to begin with, but it says a new investigation implied the disgraced financer came to, to close to Pizzagate as you can get in real life. Okay. Well, first of all, there's a lot more to Pizzagate than we were ever told. So far right pedophilia panic. We're finding out about some of the sickest men on earth and their fetishes for children. It's not just men. There's women involved in this too, folks. And vice is going to go all conspiracy theory on us. So vice, I think is an online magazine or something. This is part of the course, man. I remember when Vice used to be really good at journalism. It's been quite some time. A tiny little, and this is, um, looks like it's an excerpt from another page here. I don't think what we're reading right now is writing from not the B itself. That looks like they're quoting something else. It says, a tiny little look into the article because I'm not going to give them, them much time here. It says, the Herald Probe. Meanwhile, showed Epstein's plea deals seemed almost designed to stoke speculation about a large plot of international sex trafficking for which there was some evidence by providing immunity to any potential co-conspirators. Yeah, that's one of the ways that our DOJ lets you off the hook. They say that you're cooperating, so you get immunity, and then you don't give them anything and nothing ever happens. Say so, though a lawyer for several victims is now pursuing a federal court case that could nullify that non-prosecution agreement, Eric Levetz was right to point out the New York that Epstein saga, a tale of politically connected liberal, um, a, a tale of a politi politically corrected, uh, connected liberal who appeared to operate with what amounted to pedophilia ring in, in plain sight anyway, Epstein is, is, is as close to Pizzagate as anything in real life is going to get. Thing is that one of these days, we're going to have to do Pizzagate on a Conspiracy Theory Thursday. You might find out that uh, Waterjug was on to something. 
Well, what happens when a story like this falls into the lap of the far-right conspiracy theorists who don't trust the mainstream media? Mainstream media is loaded language. Left-wing propaganda mill. I like that better. And yes, that's my opinion. I know. I got that. Far-right conspiracy theorists don't trust the mainstream media? Question mark, question mark, question mark. He puts in here, you mean this mainstream media? And he's got another X, you know, Twitter post here. Reminder, ABC anchor Amy Robach was caught on a hot mic in 2019 explaining that she had everything on the Jeffrey Epstein story three years earlier when Bill Clinton's wife happened to be running for president, but the network wouldn't allow her to air it. So, yeah, what they're pointing out is if you don't trust the quote unquote mainstream media, you have every ra rational reason in the world not to trust them. Like they knew that uh, Russiagate was a lie. The media did. They knew that was a lie. They knew that Bill Clinton was a slanderer and a rapist. They didn't do anything with him. They know that uh, Obama is more than likely a gay man, and they know that he's more than likely Muslim. But they lied about that. They know that uh, uh, Biden has dementia. They're still protecting him. So, no, you have no reason to trust the media. But at this point in time, reading this article, we now know that we're dealing with an editorial. They're not putting forth the facts like they did before. So I'm on a news, pur purportedly a news organization, and I'm getting an editorial. That's okay. Let's keep reading. One of the problems Vice has with the Epstein story falling into the lap of the far-right conspiracy theorists. Notice that Vice keeps calling the people who disagree with it far-right conspiracy theorists. So if you think there's something going on with Epstein that we haven't been told, you're a conspiracy theorist. Why? Because the crooked left, and I do mean the DOJ is crooked, the crooked DOJ says nothing to see here. Pin Pin tells you he's not on the boat. And if you disagree because you know Pin Pin is on the boat because you see him get on the boat, you saw him getting on the boat, you know he's on there, you know, you're Gibbs, you saw him get on the boat. You were on the boat with him. You know he's on the boat. And he's telling you he's not on the boat. Well, that makes Gibbs a conspiracy theorist. No, 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 no. The right knows there's something else here that we're not being told. That doesn't make you a theorist. Yeah, there's a conspiracy going on. That's a fact. But it's not a theory. So, And that's just objective reality, folks. That, that's not opinion. There, there's way too much here that the courts have admitted to. says, I would want to, this is back from the Vice article, he says, I would want to emphasize that the level of, a, of participation that's available due to social media is critical to how intense conspiracy theory discourses has, discourse has become in our current cultural climate. Donald Trump certainly has something to do with it. When you got to get Donald Trump in here somehow. When you see high-level government officials re, uh, reiterate these things over Twitter, that makes a huge difference. That's because there might be something to it here, Vice it's not just through some news network or political uh, or political speeches, although he's doing that. But the fact that people can then participate by re reposting and trying to get his attention and all that kind of stuff. So you see, so you have all these kind of levels through which people can contribute to and help hash out the puzzle. Notice what they just said, but, but stop right here. Help hash out the puzzle, not add to the conspiracy. This is called a Freudian slip of admission. I don't want... You know, we can go to hive mind. Charlie, you know about that uh, phenomenon, right? Hive mind where they get on the internet and they solve problems using the internet. Have you heard about that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's a real thing, isn't it? it yeah, it is. And it's a very valuable tool. It works, correct? Yeah, it's it's form of brainstorming. So what advice just tell us they don't want the hive mind at work on this article? Right. Why? Because 
they might get to Occam's razor eventually. Yeah. <laughs> so they said Trump is a political figure. We can't trust him, but we have to trust the political figures that Vice likes. Where's the reasoning in that? If you're an official elected official, you know, if you're an elected official, you were elected by the people, you know, all about democracy. I can't trust Trump, but I have to trust the man who said he wasn't going to get elected. He was going to get selected. And I needed your support to keep the steel. I got to trust Biden who said he got there illegitimately. And, and I'm going to dismiss that because, well, you know, he's just Biden. That's crazy Joe. Well, you just told me he's crazy. So if he's crazy, why would I be voting for him? He's not, you, you just admitted he's not fit for office. Does, is anybody seeing all the contradictions in the left-wing thinking here? Charlie, is you seeing how this works? Yeah. But we're told that if we point any of this out, we're conspiracy theorists. Do y'all see the how the CIA has used this label to taint you and shut you down? This man just admitted we don't want people figuring out, hashing out the puzzle. This is in Vice's article. Evil will boast, evil will slip up and tell you the truth. Folks, when I tell you that I read enough of their stuff that they tell me the truth, that right here, this is an example. When I tell you, they tell, they tell you the truth if you'll read. That right there is what this, whoever wrote this Vice article just told you that there's something to the Epstein case. They just admitted it right there. No, Joe, that's just a slip. No, it isn't. They called it a puzzle. They know what they're doing. They may not have been paying attention to this. This is what happens when you're not paying attention to yourself when you're telling a lie. This is why, like in, in keeping to NCIS, when Gibbs says, when you lie, lie specifically. Very narrow. So that it, you get can't get caught in things like this. So the article continues. It says, I definitely don't think this is going away anytime soon. And if anything, it's just going to keep getting more intense and more violent in real life terms. Whether that be targeted individuals like Mueller or Podesta or populations like Jewish people. It, then you got to taint that... This is intentional. That's loaded language and, and appeal to emotion right there. So if you're against pedophilia, now you're going to go attack Mueller and Podesta and you're going to attack Jews. That's a leap of logic that's just not there. And unfortunately, these are very real dangers. Really? And that's what they just point out here. He says they really played the Jew card. That this is not the be putting their editorial in there. And this is, boy, if people are allowed to put this puzzle together themselves, since nobody else will do it, this could be danger to our democracy, guys. See, we're not the, I caught this. I told you I hadn't read this story yet. The B caught it. We caught it. That's because it's there. So the, this is an editorial. The author says, give me a break. He says, Vice, the same people that gave us this article below just a few hours ago are out here telling us that conspiracy theorists are the problem for looking into pedophiles. The Vice Guide to Kink, literally in the article, it says consensual non-consent. What? Consensual non-consent, folks. That is, by definition, a contradiction. What do we get from contradictions? From a contradiction, all things follow, meaning it's an absurdity. You can't have con consensual non-consent. That, that's a that's definitionally impossible. So whoever wrote this piece is literally irrational, and that is a form of insanity. Lola Jean, headmistress of the sex education platform Seven Days of Dom Domination, describes consensual non-consent, or CNC, as 
an ideally heavily negotiated role play that involves a person saying no, being forced, or some other sort of verbal or physical resistance that to, to, that to top will purposely push past. In other words, you're agreeing to be raped. You can't agree to be raped. Because if you've agreed, by definition, it's not rape. But she's saying that you can agree to have sexual relations against your will, which is the definition of rape. (sighs) The editorial here from the beast is, yeah, dude, I'd trust a wet paper bag to hold my bowling ball before I trust you guys with the Jeffrey Epstein story. He says, get out of here. I get it. I understand that. Now, why would the right wing see pedophilia stories and conspiracies everywhere? The DailyMail.com exclusive high-end sex ring in Boston and D.C. areas was a honeypot scheme by Russia, China, South Korea, or even Israel to ensnare U.S. officials, intelligence experts believe. Now, I'm not going to go through this story. I read through this one, and it's got some pictures in there I don't want on the road to Concord. They're not pornographic, but they're close enough that we're not going to put them in there, so I'm not going to scroll down. So we're not going to be able to read this one too well. The whole purpose of putting this one in our storyline was if you look at the Epstein case and you think that pedophilia and sex rings are a problem in this country, and then this pops up the very same day or the day before, this this came out on uh, 3 January 2024, the day before Vice wrote that piece. Why would I think there's a problem? There's another story that I had on this same problem. They were after U.S. government and military officials to blackmail them. Why? The same reason Epstein was doing this. There's a story out that Epstein was an FBI um, asset. And we know that he was, we know that he was established by the CIA. (laughs) We even know who recruited him. Um, What the heck is his name? The guy who was doing the, uh, the investigation into Russiagate before the election and he held it. Then after the election, he just recently let it out. What is his name that uh, I can see him, but I can't remember his name. I'm bad with names, folks. I'm really bad with names. But uh, he just released the report on Russiagate saying that Trump was innocent. Um, His father is the one who recruited Epstein. The CIA bought Epstein the island for him. We we know this. This this has been revealed. This has been tracked down. So um, what we're dealing with, folks, is essentially what they were using Epstein to do is honeypot traps. So why would the right see conspiracies here? There's no reason to, right? Except that there is reason to. So why is Vice writing that piece? Deflection. Now, does that mean that they're doing so by coordination? Is somebody telling them, write this piece to deflect? Not necessarily. That's not how this works. They're part of that tribe, the left-wing tribe, so they're writing to protect their tribe. That's how useful idiots work. They're protecting evil without even knowing they're doing it. Now, If you're a Trump supporter, you think you're innocent of that. I got nothing I need to apologize to God for. I got nothing to confess. I'm perfect. I've never done anything wrong. Who does that sound like? Does that sound like Jesus or does it sound like Satan? Hmm? 
I'm serious. If you're a believer and you're a Trump supporter, I'm not condemning you for it. Don't get me wrong. I'm not telling you not to support him. I'm telling you to support him with your eyes wide open. Because if you think, well, the Democrats are bad because they're supporting evil Joe Biden. For all his faults, I've never heard Joe Biden tell me that he's innocent and doesn't have to confess his sins because he's never sinned. I did hear Trump tell me that more than once. I did hear Trump tell me that he could shoot somebody on Broadway or Main Street or whatever, and nobody would do any, all his supporters would still stand by him. That is an indication that he knows he's a cult leader. And not in a good way. So be careful, folks. Be very careful when you accuse your enemies. Make sure you've cleaned the planks out of your own eyes first so that you'll see more clearly when you deal with them. We have here Aaron Spikes says, Joe, did you see the video of the woman pastor who was quoting Yahweh after Jesus came up from being baptized? She said to Trump, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Well, first of all, she's a female pastor. So she's in, she's in the wrong to begin with. A male chauvinist, but because the priesthood is male. So I wouldn't listen to anything she has to say, Aaron. But if she's if she's equating Trump with the Messiah, she's blasphemous. And that's grands where I'm not going to walk. And this one here, I know it's off post. She says, I know this is subject is off subject, but have you seen the movie Sound of Freedom from Marianne Boatwright? No, I have not. But I do know the people who that movie is about. My wife and I contribute to one of their organizations where former special forces operatives go in and rescue children and women that are in a sex slavering. Um, Operation Underground Railroad is what I think that one is that we contribute to. But we do help help them. So it's a little bit of what that's about. Um. Anybody else having an internet feed going in and out out there? DSG's having trouble. Um, yeah, I'm just reading the comments here real fast, folks, because we're winding down for the day. When you read an article, you find a news article, try to apply what you've learned about logic to it. Look at the source. If you know anything about the author, take that into consideration, too. Is this article giving you any indications that it's trying to deal with facts and evidence and deal with you rationally and get you to think? Or is this an article that's just going to play on your emotions? We read some of them that did a little bit of both. Um, for all its problems, the Gateway Pundit, you know, it, not problems, it's bias. It's right-wing bias. It doesn't hide that. Neither does the B. Not the B is... Christian right wing, you know, from the political right, I don't mean racist and all that, like the left wants to paint you. I mean, your conservative law abiding founding fathers type right wing, little government, individual rights and freedom. So for all their, their biases, they still tend to give you more of the facts in a neutral, neutrally presented way. And that's because that goes in their character. People who are thought that, you know, right wing, that's part of their character. That's how they, they're lawful. The law 
lawful righteousness means you don't lie to people intentionally. So if you've noticed, there was a difference in their articles as compared to the ones that I pulled down off of Microsoft or whatever, you know, Edge and everything. And some of the MSNBC articles I'm reading, I can't even bring them to you because, man, they are just straight up. They're not just propaganda, they're filth. And I'm not going to put that on this show. And it's just pure. Which side in this country, in general terms, I state this so that we're not committing a fallacy, you know, hasty generalization. In general terms, generally speaking, Democrats or Republicans, which side reverts to violence first? Democrats. Now, who accuses the other of being the violent one? Democrats accuse the right of being violent. But which side was BLM on? The left. Which side was Antifa on? The left. Which side is uh, Occupy movement on? The left. It's always been this way. The left are terrorists. It's, that's, that's that way in human history. Well, Joe, the Ku Klux Klan were terrorists. They were on the right. No, they're on the left. Well, no, they said they were. No, they're on the left. Form and function define. They're on the left. If they are trying to enforce their way or the highway, that's control. Control is on the left. If you have an anarchist who wants no law whatsoever, you got to let me be and I can defend myself from whatever. That is lawlessness to the extent of individual tyranny. And it puts anarchism on the left, not the right. Total lawlessness is tyranny of the individual. The far right is going to be close to the libertarian model because even a a principled libertarian isn't an anarchist. That's why they're not called anarchists. They're called libertarians. As far right as you can go without being a tyrant, a control freak is going to be the far right principled libertarian. The Articles of Confederation. But they fail because they're too far right. There's not enough law. Founding fathers found that balance. But if you're on the right, you're going to tend to admit to all the facts of the case before you do the logic. Logic is part of law. It's part of the natural law. So that's going to be part of the things that you embrace. So there's going to be a lot more truth and reason in those articles. There'll still be loaded language and ad hominem and all this stuff. And I get it. There'll be opinion. I got that. But you're going to get more truth out of those type of articles than you will from the left. Because by its very character and nature, the left uses appeal to emotions and manipulation to control. That's what defines them. That's why they're called the left. You can't trust those pieces. Those articles are not going to be news. They're going to be editorials, opinions, and propaganda by definition. I have not found many left-wing thinkers that were intellectually honest. Not a lot. Most of them who thought that they were liberal, and, and that's another thing you have, liberal in the way that the Democrats used to be. It's closer to the center than what you have in the left today. The progressives are, are right-wing. Democratic liberalism, it's, it's still on the left, 
but it's closer to what FDR used to be. Even FDR put limits on himself. Democratic liberalism would be, you know, in its ideal, the best way you're going to get was JFK. And today, if JFK were alive today, he'd be a Republican. He'd be a far right-wing Republican. That's how far we've slipped. That's how far the, the center has moved. The Overton window has moved. And that's slowly boiling the frog. And so the frog is going to become a socialist and then think that everything on the right of the socialist is far right-wing, which is what the progressives have done. And that's why they think that everybody who opposes them is anti-democratic. They don't realize they've got to the point where they don't even support democracy anymore. They support elected totalitarianism, which is exactly what Woodrow Wilson wanted. So congratulations, Occam's razor, and an evaluation of the facts at hand, the actual facts, as reflected by its adherents, the people who teach it and preach it and uphold it, we have arrived where Wilson wanted us. And look at our country and tell me we have not reaped the benefits of every secular humanist government in history. We may not be in the total death throes yet, but we're getting there. You've had 30% inflation the way they count it now. If you go back to, there's a website that does, uh, does the stats the way they used to be measured back when Jimmy Carter was in office. Your inflation rate is closer to 50, 60%. And I happen to know that as a fact. Before Biden, my breakfast that I used to buy at the local Hardee's was $5.16. Now, I can't buy the whole thing. It used to be, you know, I'd, I'd get a Frisco sandwich with just the cheese and the eggs. I don't eat piggy. So I get that and I get the large hash rounds and the large Diet Coke. Now... The large Diet Coke is gone. It's it's a medium. What used to be a medium is now a large. Same price. Actually, price went up. So less for more. And the hash rounds have gotten smaller. And I can't afford that because that's almost $11. Or at least I can afford it, but I don't do that. Not every day. It's almost $11 for that same meal. Now I get just the sandwich, and it costs me the same amount of money just for the, the breakfast sandwich as it used to cost for the whole meal. It's been less about four years. Not even, it's really only three. Three years since he was inaugurated. And it's doubled. The price is doubled. That's, in three years, that's a 50% inflation rate. That's high, folks. That's very high. And our society can't continue with that. This is going to cause a collapse, which is what they want. Because then they get to remake everything. And that's when you're going to get your central bank digital currency. And they're going to blame all of this on capitalism when it had nothing to do with capitalism and the, mo but the majority of this country will believe it because they have not been taught how to think for themselves. That's, that's the number one goal of this, this site. I don't care if you ever agree with me, but I do care that you can show me your work. If you can show me a rational system that got you to your conclusion, and that's my problem if I don't like it. As long as you reasoned properly. Joe, you're trying to control me by telling me how to reason. That's because there is a right and a wrong way to reason. That's part of natural law. That's why it's called right reasoning. Not political right, correct reasoning. 
And if you don't do it correctly, logic will serve both sides of the same argument equally well. That's what I told you, propaganda. Propaganda is factual, rational reasoning from a certain point of view. But remember how logic works. If your entire argument is based on a false precept, then your argument can be, you know, pretty decent rationally, but it will not be sound, valid, and rational. It'll appear to be, but it was based on a false falsehood to begin with. So even though you're following the rules of logic after that point, you started from a mistake. That's part of what we have to learn to, that, that's how you get your worldview worked out so that you know what perspective you're reasoning from. We did that class too about why it's important to have a worldview. If you get all these things under your belt, you work through them. When you run into these articles in your daily life, they get very easy to deal with. Charlie, if he wants to, can witness to this one. He sees me here do this all the time. I deal with things in a lightning fast. And I'm almost never wrong about how I appeal, you know, how I make my determinations on it. It's because I this stuff is so much a part and parcel to me. I breathe it. I live it. It, it. It's just a part of who I am now. But it took practice. If you put the time in now for a year or two and you learn how to do this at, by instinct, it will serve you well in your life over the rest of your life. Trust me, it'll serve you very well. I'm getting better at it. Yeah. It gets quicker as you learn with it and you yeah, it and you work with it. And it saves you a lot of headache and time. You And it doesn't mean you're a hasty generalization or making snap decisions. You'll start seeing patterns in how these people talk. And by these people, I mean on all sides. There's certain patterns because there's certain rationale to each side. Once you identify the rationale, once you know, you okay, I'm dealing with ice cream, sherbet, you know, soy bay or whatever, yogurt. Once you know what you're dealing with, the rest gets easy. You don't even pay any attention to the flavors anymore. And that's what you got to learn. You know, sort the the lowest common denominator out. And then once you realize that whoever you're dealing with is thinking along these lines, 99.9% of the time, you already know where they're going to go. And for those of you who go back far enough with me, and you can remember Carl Mark or uh, what's it, Richard Marks on Steve's radio show. Very first time I encountered him, he was listening. I told Steve what how he was going to react to my phone call. The man called in and did exactly what I said he was going to do. Even after listening to me tell Steve he was going to say and do these things, he did it. And I called back after that and I told Mark, you know, Richard Marks, I said, I know you. And he, he, he's all yelling and no, you don't. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. I know the spirit behind him. Once you learn to identify the spirit behind somebody, spirit never changes, and neither will their baseline actions. You're in a spiritual war. How well equipped are you to fight it? Huh? All right. It's Friday. We've been fully donated, and the donuts have worn off. <sighs> Time to go for the weekend. We thank each and every one of you for being here. If you like what we do, please give us a thumbs up, especially for the encouragement that it gives to Charlie and Natasha. Yep, that's and thanks the, for the new followers. We got some more yep. followers. The thumbs up signs are the only, that's that's the only gratitude and reward Natasha gets. Otherwise, all she gets is nothing but abuse from me and sympathy from Charlie. But, you know, just, I mean, seriously, how sorry can you feel for an AI, man? It's just an artificial intelligence that thinks it's a cat. Anyhow. 
<laughs> the thumbs up are appreciated. If you like what we do also, if you think it'll help anybody, share it with your friends and family, do so directly. Because if all you're going to do is hit the share button, some people might see it, probably won't see it on Facebook and social media. We are being throttled. Sad AI noises from Natasha. Yeah. <laughs> Electronic cat crying. <laughs> tell everybody that the host is a bit of a jerk. We know that. We all know that. But uh, it's the information we're sharing that's important. Ask them to give us a time. This show builds on itself. This week, if you're a long-term class member, you should have seen how we went back and relied on shows we've done in the past this week, heavily. And if you were there for those old shows, what we did this week probably was more beneficial to you than for new members. Because you were like, oh, yeah, he mentioned that, and he mentioned that, and he mentioned this, and he mentioned that. And, yeah, it all does fit together. Hopefully you saw that. So we love each and every one of you. We thank you for being here. If you can afford to do so, we ask that you go to the donate page, also known as the donut page. Sign up to give us a $5 a month reoccurring gift. We, we beg you, please. We need a few more of you to help us out. It defers the cost of running the show. We don't have advertisers, and we probably never will because I don't want anybody telling me what I can and cannot talk about. So if you like us, you will be responsible for keeping us here. That's going to be on y'all's back. Some of you carry more of a load than others. I don't want you doing it if you can't afford to, but if you can, it is greatly appreciated. We need your help. Uh, otherwise, y'all take care of yourselves. We'll see you next week, Monday, Manic Monday. I've got some stories for you guys. Wait till we have fun with that one. Y'all stay safe, take care of yourself, and Shabbat Shalom, people. See you Monday.